1: rowan radio 89.7 wgls fm proudly presents the rowan report a weekly news magazine that recaps local national and international news that affects you and now the rowan radio news team
2: good morning and welcome to the rowan report here on rowan radio 89.7 wgls fm i'm Allie bruce with the rowan radio news team some of this week's headlines include an attempted assassination on Justice Kavanaugh was thwarted, part of Shanghai returns to COVID lockdown, and two out of four suspects have been arrested in connection with the South Street shooting. Here's your National News Recap for the week of June 5th. An armed man who threatened to kill Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh was arrested outside the justice's home in Maryland on Wednesday. Nicholas John Roski, 26, of Simi Valley, California, was carrying a gun, ammunition, a knife, pepper spray, a screwdriver, zip ties, and other gear when he was arrested by Montgomery County police officers in the early morning hours Wednesday. Roski, who was charged with attempted murder of a federal judge, told police he was upset about Kavanaugh's position on Roe v. Wade and the Second Amendment. A report says the National Guard will be deployed in and around Washington, D.C. soon to deal with the potential violence surrounding the Roe v. Wade abortion case. Fox News reports troops will be out in force as the U.S. Supreme Court appears likely to overturn Roe. That's the decades-old decision which legalized abortion nationwide. The FBI has arrested a Republican running for governor of Michigan for his role in last year's Capitol riot. Ryan Kelly was taken into custody at his home Thursday morning and faces four misdemeanor charges. Officials say Kelly was seen using his hands to support another rioter who was pulling on a metal barricade. Kelly is one of five candidates seeking the nomination to face incumbent Democrat Governor Gretchen Whitmer. A report says three people are dead after a shooting at a Maryland manufacturing plant. Fox 5 DC says it happens at Columbia Machine in Smithsburg, which is about 75 miles west of Baltimore. Other reports say the suspected shooter was shot and injured during a confrontation with a Maryland state trooper. Police add there are no threats to the community at this time. Columbia Machine deals primarily with construction support. Paul Pelosi, husband of House Speaker and California Democrat Nancy Pelosi, is being assigned a court date following his May DUI arrest. This after uproar on social media Wednesday alleging charges had been dropped due to his status and familial connections. The Napa County DA says her office has not decided what charges, if any, Pelosi will face, but the process will continue. His court date has been set for August 3rd at 8.30 a.m. If charges are filed, he will be arraigned that day. Pelosi was near Yountville, California when his Porsche was involved in a crash. 82-year-old Pelosi was allegedly driving with a .08 blood alcohol level. Hudson Valley Health officials believe there is a case of monkeypox in Sullivan County, while also saying the risk to the public remains low. The Sullivan County Health Department is treating the case as monkeypox, with Health Commissioner Dr. Mary Bassett saying health care providers throughout the state have been notified. Dr. Bassett said the risk for the virus remains low, but urges anyone with symptoms consistent with the virus to seek care. To date, nine cases have now been identified in New York State, with eight being in New York City. A Florida man is under arrest on claims he stalked a Texas congressman. Brett Coulter was arrested last week on federal harassment and stalking accusations involving Congressman Troy Nails. The Fort Bend County Republican says the 38-year-old left voicemails threatening to kill him. Niels also said Coulter was wanted in New Jersey for intimidation. He also thanked U.S. Capitol Police for their professionalism in handling the Coulter probe. A suspect has been arrested in connection with a 5-year-old murder outside of Beaverton, Oregon, club. Raymond Harris was with a group of people who left a club in Portland and traveled to the Exposed Club on Canyon Road in Beaverton. Harris was shot outside of the club. The case was presented to a grand jury and they indicted Jimmy Pierce. He was arrested by the U.S. Marshal Fugitive Task Force and will be charged with murder in the second degree. With rising house prices across other areas of California, people are turning to new homes in Paradise looking for favorable home deals. The town of Paradise is in the midst of rebuilding after the devastating 2018 Camp Fire. There are already 1,400 homes that have been rebuilt, there are at least 150 listings for lots and finished houses. Realty agents have said the main price range is between $400,000 and $500,000. Officials with the Paradise Realtors Association told KTVU that another 1,000 home sites have already been permitted and are in progress. A New York City street is being named after a young shooting victim. Mayor Eric Adams joined with other officials near East 56th Street and Linden Boulevard in Brooklyn to honor 12-year-old Cade Ashton Tyler-Lewin. Cade was shot earlier this year while sitting in a car with his 20-year-old cousin and 8-year-old relative when someone opened fire from a passing car in the East Flatbush section. Three men are facing drug charges after a raid on a Sarasota, Florida home. Police say Rodney Austin, Jason Austin, and Rashad Fields were arrested after a search warrant was served on the 15th Street home following a week's-long investigation. Officers say they recovered crack cocaine, marijuana, and more than $2,600 in suspected drug proceeds. Police raided the same home back in April, and two of the men arrested this week were also arrested in that raid. I'm Ellie Bruce, and that was your National News.
0: My name is Jen McGraw, and here is your international news. Two of China's major cities, Shanghai and Beijing, went back to strict COVID-19 prevention guidelines on Thursday. This came after China's largest economic center started to impose new lockdown restrictions while the most populated district in China's capital shut down entertainment venues. Both Shanghai and Beijing previously eased widespread COVID-19 restrictions recently after a decline in cases. The country had a zero-COVID policy aimed at shutting down any chance of new cases as soon as possible. Home to more than 2 million people, the Minhang District said on Thursday that it would conduct nucleic acid tests for all residents on June 11th. They also ordered residents to stay home during that time. Other notices were issued for at least three neighborhoods stating that residents must stay indoors until Saturday and complete five rounds of compulsory testing ending on June twenty-third. Though China's infection rate seems very low in comparison with other countries, which seem to lessen their virus restrictions, its government has doubled down on its zero-COVID policy to protect its elderly and medical system. The government warned that it will not tolerate any comments or actions that doubted the policy. Ukrainian troops may soon retreat from a key eastern city, the region's governor and Western military analysts have said, as Russian advances force them back. Soldiers are defending Severodonetsk and are fighting for every inch of the city, but may have to pull back as Russia continues to apply pressure in gaining control of the city, said the Luhansk governor on Wednesday. The eastern city has become the central focus of the conflict in recent weeks. Russia is slowly advancing towards its overarching goal to take full control of the industrial Donbass region. Luhansk is Russia's last major city that's not in control by Russia. It has been hit with artillery in a back-and-forth battle. The city of Kiev said a counteroffensive over the weekend helped the forces regain some ground, but the situation seems to have broken down further since then. Lawmakers in Europe voted to ban the sale of new diesel and gasoline cars and vans in the European Union in 2035. On Wednesday, 339 MEPs in the European Parliament voted in favor of the plans, 249 votes against the proposal, and 24 MEPs abstained. The European Union is inching closer towards its goal of cutting down emissions from new passenger cars and light commercial vehicles by 100% in 2035. By 2030, the target is an emission reduction of 50 percent of vans and 55 percent for cars. The UK, however, wants to stop the sale of new diesel and gasoline cars and vans in 2030. From 2035, all new cars and vans should have zero tailpipe emissions. The UK left the European Union on January 31, 2020. The PGA Tour said its players who took part in the Saudi-funded golf league were no longer welcome nor eligible for the tour events. PGA Tour Commissioner Jay Monahan firmly stuck by his pledge that players could choose one tour or the other, but not both. Monahan said in a memo to his membership, these players have made their choice or their own financial-based reasons, but they can't demand the same PGA Tour membership benefits, considerations, opportunities, and platform as you. Though it's still up in the air whether or not players are ever welcome back, Monaghan made it clear that the suspensions include the President's Cup. Brazilian authorities began searching remote areas of the Amazon rainforest for a British journalist and indigenous official who have been missing for more than three days. Civil police also said Wednesday that they identified a suspect who was arrested for allegedly carrying a firearm without a permit. The state's public security secretary said later that they did not have any secure evidence to tie the suspect to the disappearances. Besides the suspect, the civil police have questioned at least five others but no arrests related to the disappearances have been made. I'm Jen McGraw, and that has been your international news.
3: I am Carly Murray, and this is the local news. Two men were arraigned Wednesday in connection to the mass shooting in Philadelphia on South Street. Law enforcement is still searching for two unnamed suspects. The shooting took place Saturday night in a popular Philly entertainment district and left three fatalities. Eleven others were wounded. It was reported by law enforcement that several suspects were shooting into a crowd. Early Sunday, Philadelphia hospitals were so overwhelmed with gun injuries from the mass shooting that they had to redirect other patients to other hospitals, exemplifying how gun violence can affect an entire community. President Joe Biden will be in Philadelphia next Tuesday for the AFL-CIO convention in Center City. More details will be released in the next few days. Philadelphia welcomed Adam Sandler for the premiere of his movie Hustle Tuesday night. The movie was filmed in Philadelphia and features several Philly references, such as a federal donuts sweatshirt that Sandler wears. Official tallies from the statewide recount for the Republican nomination for U.S. Senate in Pennsylvania are being released. The formal results Wednesday show celebrity heart surgeon Dr. Oz narrowly defeated former hedge fund CEO David McCormick. State elections officials say Oz won by 951 votes out of more than 1.3 million cast in the May 17th primary election. The official count results have come several days after McCormick conceded the race. Moving on to New Jersey news, the parent of a student at a Union Township Elementary School is being accused of threatening to commit a mass shooting at the school during a phone conversation with the principal. The principal immediately called police about the threat, and the school was placed on lockdown. The parent was placed under arrest, but police have not released her name. There's an investigation underway into the drownings of two teenage brothers in Bayonne, New Jersey. Officials say a 16-year-old and a 19-year-old drowned around 8.30 Wednesday night at the indoor pool at Lincoln Community School. A lifeguard was reportedly on duty. It's unclear if they were swimming on their own or for part of an event. One of the teens was a recent Bayonne High School grad and the other was a junior at the school. Final exams faced a setback for Bergen County schools after a ransomware attack. This is under law enforcement investigation and lesson plans have been modified since students and teachers cannot access Google Classroom, email, or other educational online services. A New Jersey police officer is suing Dunkin' Donuts over hot coffee. Lyndhurst police officer Peter Haggerty says he suffered third-degree burns when he was given a coffee cup with a mismatched lid and it spilled. This happened back in September 2020 at a location on Valley Brook Avenue. The lawsuit claims the 39-year-old couldn't work and was stuck with expensive medical bills. According to NJ.com, this is the fourth, quote, hot coffee complaint filed in New Jersey Superior Court against a Dunkin' Donuts. People are rallying in Manhattan for answers following the mysterious death of a social worker from Long Island. 25-year-old Julio Ramirez was found dead in the back of a cab during the early morning hours of April 21st after leaving a gay bar in Chelsea with three men. His family claims thousands of dollars were taken from his bank account as police still investigate whether foul play or any violence was involved in his death. Supporters marched from Chelsea to Times Square in Ramirez's memory Wednesday night. In the wake of Ramirez's mysterious death, New York City officials are stressing the importance of safety during Pride Month. New York hosts the largest Pride celebration in the world, and officials held a news conference Wednesday night to address public safety for the community. They advise to not accept drinks from strangers, stay with a group, or to otherwise let friends know where you are. The Tribeca Film Festival began Wednesday and continues until Sunday, June 19th. The festival will include many premieres and celebrity appearances. The Tony Awards will also take place this Sunday in New York City. Nominees for Best Musical include Company, The Music Man, Caroline or Change, Six, MJ the Musical, A Strange Loop, Girl from the North Country, and Mr. Saturday Night. I am Carly Murray, and that was the news
4: for the Tri-State Area. I'm Sam DeChuches with your Rowan News. This week, Rowan University's Honors College has received a generous donation from venture capitalist John H. Martinson. Martinson, who has led 80 companies to phenomenal success in the software industry, founded Edison Partners in 1986, a company that has raised 10 partnerships in the financial technology, healthcare, IT, and interactive marketing sectors. Now through a gift of $5 million, he has placed his confidence in Rowan's Honors College. The gift to the college, which will be renamed the John H. Martinson Honors College, will greatly expand opportunities for Rowan Honors students. Among them, more paid research opportunities, spring break service trips at no cost to students, and funding for study abroad. The gift is transformational for Rowan University and honor students, according to Rowan President Ali A. Houshmand. Dr. Hushmond said, quote, like our benefactor Henry Rowan, John H. Martinson is not an alumnus, yet he has chosen to support our university and to impact the education of some of our most academically gifted students. In doing so, he is helping to give our honor students the education and experiences they need to become impactful, intellectual leaders, creative thinkers, and doers and public servants. We are grateful for his generous vote of confidence in our university and most especially our students, End quote. Martinson has followed Rowan's growth closely. Recipient of an honorary doctor of science degree from Rowan in 2011, he met Henry Rowan several times and is impressed with the university's progress since 1992. He said of Rowan's honors students, quote, I'm certainly encouraged by their achievements and potential. Honors students obviously are intelligent, accomplished, and motivated to be successful in complex fields and majors. The Honors College has in place advanced courses, outstanding faculty, and excellent facilities. Students will benefit from enrichment programs and experiential learning from my endowment, end quote. Martinson's donation is the second major gift to the Honors College. In 2004, the late Thomas N. Bantavoglio gave $1 million to strengthen the honors program, which was founded at then Glassboro State College in 1915. Voglio Honors Concentration will remain with the new John H. Martinson Honors College. Martinson hopes his donation will attract even more students to the Honors College and to Rowan University. I'm Sam Detuchis, and that was your Rowan News.
2: That does it for the first half of the Rowan Report, wrapping up this week's national, international, and local news. We are going to take a quick break. Up next, we have your weekly sports, business, and entertainment news. Stay tuned right here on Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. Welcome back to the Roan Report. I'm Allie Bruce along with the Roan Radio News Team.
1: I'm Danny Ryan with your news from around the professional sports world. Starting with the NFL, the Denver Broncos of the National Football League have been sold for $4.65 billion to the Walter Penner Ownership Group. Walter Penner is headlined by Walmart heir Rob Walton along with his daughter Carrie Walton Penner and Greg Penner. Once the deal is finalized and receives 24 expected votes from NFL owners and approval from the NFL Finance Committee, this purchase would become a record price tag for a North American sports team, surpassing the New York Mets, price tag that previously held the record at $2.4 billion. The previous highest price tag for an NFL team came in the form of the Carolina Panthers, who were purchased for $2.3 billion by David Tepper back in 2018. According to NFL reporter Adam Schefter, the process should take anywhere from 60 to 90 days, with zero issues expected. In other news from the NFL, Washington Commanders defensive coordinator Jack Del Rio addressed the media to apologize for his comments made on Twitter about the January 6th insurrection at the Capitol. On January 6, 2021, Del Rio tweeted, quote, would love to understand the whole story about why the summer of riots, looting, burning, and the destruction of personal property is never discussed, but this is hashtag common sense end quote. Del Rio defended his tweet to the media Wednesday afternoon, referring to the attack on the Capitol as a dust up and that the looting, burning and rioting committed during the Black Lives Matter protests should be of more concern. Just two hours later, around 6 p.m., Del Rio took to Twitter to apologize for his comments made earlier in the day. Looking at the MLB, it is indeed a bad time to be a manager named Joe in the MLB or should I say a former manager named Joe in the MLB as there's none left. Phillies manager Joe Girardi and Angels decorated manager Joe Madden were fired this past week. Girardi was fired following a tough stretch of games for the Phillies, losing seven of their last nine games played prior to Girardi's relief of duties. Madden, on the other hand, held a losing streak of his own as the Angels had lost 12 straight games before Madden was relieved of his duties as manager. Prior to the 12-game losing streak for the Angels, they held the eighth best record in baseball at 27-17 with Starbats Mike Trout and Shohei Ohtani leading the way. Both the Phillies and Angels named interim managers already within the organization as tenured bench coach Rob Thompson takes over for the Phillies and former third base coach for the Angels Phil Nevin takes over for the A's. At the time of their firings, the Phillies held a record of 22-29 but won five straight games following Rob Thompson's promotion, which is good for their longest winning streak thus far in the 2022 season. And last but certainly not least, let's check in on the NBA Finals. The Golden State Warriors and Boston Celtics are set to face off three times this week, Wednesday, June 8th, Friday, June 10th, and Monday, June 13th, as every game is set to tip off at 9 p.m. With Klay Thompson struggling of late, it should be interesting to see which squad pulls away in this series. This series is just getting started, and Vegas is starting to favor the experienced Warriors from the Bay as their odds to win the title are listed at minus 115, while the Celtics come in at minus 105 odds to win the NBA title. Once again, this has been Danny Ryan with your news from around the professional sports world right here on Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM.
5: Hi, I'm Megan Steckler with your Rowan Report business update. Target plans to cut... The Minneapolis-based retailer believes the actions will lower its profits in the current quarter more than predicted just three weeks ago. Customers may see prices drop on TVs, outdoor furniture, and kitchen appliances as Target tries to push them out the door to make room for better selling merchandise. Former President Trump and his two oldest children will testify next month in New York's investigation into his business practices. Mr. Trump and his son Donald Jr. and daughter Ivanka will testify separately on July 15th. Last month, the former president paid $110,000 in fines after he was found in contempt of court for failing to respond to a subpoena from the attorney general's office. The U.S. Treasury Secretary says the war in Ukraine is raising the prices of energy and food around the world. Mark Mayfield reports.
1: Janet Yellen said the U.S. isn't the only country experiencing inflation, and folks can see that in almost every developed country around the globe. Yellen said without President Biden's release of oil from the strategic petroleum reserve, gas prices would be much higher. She said it's impossible for the U.S. not to be impacted by global oil markets. Yellen said it's vital that the U.S. becomes more dependent on the wind and sun. That cannot be touched by geopolitical influences. I'm Mark
5: Mayfield members of the United Auto Workers Union will be receiving higher pay should they go on strike. The union board voted to increase their weekly strike allowance from $275 to $400. The International Executive Board also removed a provision that a worker receiving unemployment benefits could not receive strike pay. The UAW still has one year to go on their agreement with Detroit automakers. Payments will begin on the eighth day of a strike. I'm Megan Steckler and this has been your business news report.
6: And now it's time for your Weekly Entertainment Recap with me, Karina Cologne. Dave Chappelle took his act on the road over the weekend, performing in Buffalo, New York, weeks after a massacre that left 10 African Americans dead in what authorities called a racially motivated hate crime. It was a last-minute show, and family members of each of the victims were all invited to attend. Chappelle announced at the end of his time on stage that all proceeds from Sunday's event will be donated to the families of those who lost their lives and three others wounded in the May 14th mass shooting. The lineup for the 2022 iHeartRadio Music Festival is being announced. The star-studded list of performers includes Black Eyed Peas, Halsey, Megan Thee Stallion, Nicki Minaj, Sam Smith, and many more. The two-day event kicks off September 23rd at the T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas. The festival will be broadcast live via iHeartMedia radio stations around the country. Stanley Lovato is announcing their upcoming tour dates. The 32-date showcase will be in support of their upcoming 8th studio album due out August 19th. Lovato said in statement that they were so excited to get back on the road for the first time in four years. A Queen track with the late Freddie Mercury is coming out in September. On Saturday, the band with Adam Lambert rocked out at the concert celebrating Queen Elizabeth II's 70 years on the throne. Before the event, Queen's drummer and guitarist shared, they found a gem that they had forgotten about. It was a track they had recorded while making their 1989 album, The Miracle, which was the next-to-last record Mercury made with the band before his death from AIDS in 1991. Julia Garner has an exciting offer to play Madonna in her upcoming biopic. Madonna is the co-writer and director of the film that will follow her early years. Country music icon Dolly Parton's mystery novel with award-winning author James Patterson is heading to the big screen. Run, Rose, Run is set to be produced by Reese Witherspoon's Hello, Sunshine, James Patterson Entertainment, and Sony. Dolly will star in the film. Black Entertainment Television is responding to Little Nas X's claims that he was snubbed for the upcoming 2022 awards show. The rapper vented in a series of now-deleted tweets posted June 1st about his lack of nominations. He went on to say that black gay people have to fight to be seen. Bett released a lengthy statement after Little Nas X shared a clip of a new diss track with the network as its subject matter. Bett detailed its past support of the artist as well as noting that no one from BET serves as a member of the voting academy. Masks are not required for Sunday's Tony nominees, but negative COVID tests are. The American Theater Wing says everyone sitting in the orchestra section has to have proof of a negative test. Meantime, all ticket holders have to show proof of vaccination, and attendees who sit in the mezzanine and balcony sections will have to wear masks throughout the show. I'm Karina Colon, and this has been your weekly entertainment recap here on Rowan Radio. And that wraps up
2: this week's edition of the Rowan Report here on Roan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. For the Rowan Radio News Team, I'm Allie Bruce. Have a great day.